You're listening to The Process with Peter Martin, presented by Open Studio. Hey everybody, Peter Martin here. This month's episode of The Process is an interview with my friends, uh, the wonderful trio, The Bad Plus. Uh, I interviewed them last year as well, and uh, this episode is very special because it was the interview took place the day after the very first gig of the new incarnation of The Bad Plus featuring Oren Evans uh, as their new pianist. So I had a lot of fun talking with them um, about their concepts and, and Oren's entry into the band and everything, so I hope you enjoy it. Great to see you guys. And um, uh, last night, actually two nights ago, was an amazing thing to experience the continuation and the new Bad Plus, the inaugural night. I was so happy that I was able to sit over there and hear it. And um, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that you guys have developed in the sound. And welcome to the great Oren Evans. Wonderful to see you up here. And um, I wanted to ask, start out, start out with you, Oren, and just coming into a trio uh, that has a history and has an established sound, um, what did you, what do you have in terms of concept or is it just you're going to come in and do your thing? Obviously you're doing your thing and we can hear that, but is there anything that you did differently coming into a trio that had its own repertoire and new tunes and, and its own sound? Well, the first thing is to, to uh, realize that it wasn't a traditional piano trio. It's literally a trio led by a piano, pianist, a bassist, and a drummer. <clears throat> so that changes, you know, especially most of the trio gigs that I've done, because it's been with the Oren Evans Trio, so that it's led a different way. Uh, and, and, and joining this ensemble as a truly co-led ensemble, um, I really had to sit back and, and see the advantage of, you know, all these different perspectives and, and the different music. And, and that's been the biggest thing, just joining something that has been here and existed and realizing and finding my place in that. So, and musically, the band is the bad plus, so it really wasn't about trying to sound like anybody. If, if, if you learn the material, the material and the way that they approach it is the bad plus. So if you're listening, then you're going to respect that and come with your what you're bringing, but also respect to the sound of the band. Right, right. Now, did you? I know you and Reed have played together quite a bit over the years and have known each other. Had you and Dave played together uh, much before coming together? Or had you met him? Have you met him now? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I actually met Dave through Reed. But uh, we threatened to play together about 10 years ago, and it didn't work out. But we have, we've actually, until this, this great experience, we hadn't shared the bandstand together. Oh, cool, cool. So um, we lived together, though. We lived together for 15 years in a one-bedroom apartment. Nice. And I slept in the, there was like a day bed. And then, and like, can I sleep in the bedroom, remember that like that one time because my back was hurting after about four years, and um, 
but then we started to think about playing in, in this thing together, and then and then I was like, if we if we have a band, if there's any way I could have the bed one day a week, and then uh, and, and it was it's going pretty it's been good going so well far. because I my back it's feels better, and that well. I I even though I made a lot of mistakes in that song just now, and I have no idea what I'm doing right now, I feel like more rested <laughs> than I have in a while. So that's our history. So I think most of that was probably a joke, but you did mention one thing as far as making a mistake in the song. One thing that uh, I noticed uh, in the, the first night, it was not mistakes, but I could tell things were going a little differently than you guys maybe planned, which you probably didn't actually plan. And I know you guys came together and rehearsed some and, and did this first record together as a trio, but one of the really exciting things for me is those moments when the unexpected happens, you know, as jazz musicians. And I think that it's such an exciting th thing to see the beginning, sort of the genesis of a new group. Uh, can we call this a new group? It's not a new group. You guys have been around forever. But this incarnation of it. Um, but you have the opportunity to see some great players, you know, dealing with some unexpected things and just continuing on and, and seeing that magic happen. And I'm just wondering for you guys what that feels like. Do you give it any thought? And, and maybe, Reed, you could speak to this. And how do you keep that magic, you know, once... And maybe, maybe by the second night, you guys are so well-tuned that there's not, never anything unexpected. But how do you keep, which I know you guys will, how do you keep that magic happening? Um, well, let's just clarify. There were some major mistakes on the first night. Oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't say <laughs> um, that. But, um, you know, first of all, this is... Uh, you know, an enormous amount of material to get together. And, um, you know, it's all well and good re rehearsing, and, uh, and uh, as I'm sure you guys all know, but when, when you're out there actually performing and, you know, the show must go on and, and part of being an improviser is just being comfortable with dealing with sudden changes or, you know, just having to listen to each other and making corrections and... and you know, we're also here to to really play this music with, with everything we've got. You know, and and we're not trying to tiptoe through anything, even if it's the first time performing it or or whatever. So, um, you know, just there's just that that acceptance of like, okay, well, we all know what to do. We're all we're all here for each other. You know, and that's that's also the thing about the collective spirit of this. It's not like, you know, you guys aren't supporting me, and it's everyone is here for everyone else, and. Um, and and sometimes, you know, I, I think that, you know, even that first night, also it's just like, you know, okay, this is our first show together and it's being recorded and but for NPR and there's like video cameras here. It's, it's an intense situation, you know, and I think it's okay for us to just admit that. I think anyone would feel a lot of pressure. But, but also there were so many moments where it was just so fresh and so new for us and we could just feel like um, with Oren playing with us now too just like all the potential of you know just even through th if, if something didn't go exactly the way as planned but but 
everyone just seizing that moment and and making something out of it that was consistent with you know the language of the band and and um, I thought there were some really powerful moments that way. example that I heard just now with you guys is that Reed you and Dave broke down volume wise and kind of structurally at one point and Oren was kind of still going which as a pianist we've experienced that a lot you know like hold on a second <laughs> piano solo follow me but like when that happened I mean you did a very slick thing in that you kept going and you guys did a very slick thing in saying we're going to go with what we committed and it got to something that was super interesting and dramatic for the listener. Exactly. You know? And so I was so glad that you guys planned that out at 7.30 over, over macchiato. So that was impressive, you know? <laughs> and that you were able to execute on that. Well, that's what's nice about talking to you about this stuff, Peter. I mean, having somebody hear that type of thing. Because I thought the same thing. Sometimes when somebody has another direction they want to move, everybody immediately panics and like needs to... But a lot of this is the idea that... It, committing to where you are provides an interesting counterpoint and again in the name of making some artwork together not to sound pretentious and keep calling it artwork but really it is you know and it's a living artwork and you have to just be able to like sometimes commit to a counterpoint statement even if it wasn't what you intended and that takes the courage of being able to trust each other and you know all of those things that go into being in a band versus being in a solitary environment of like virtuosic thinking and everyone's dealing with their own information. Yeah, like here the, f the first assumption is that everybody's making a decision based on what they think is the right decision in that moment. And sometimes that involves pulling the rug out from under everybody else too. But when everyone is just understands that like, okay, that's a musical decision, that's a creative decision, then it, then it gets much easier to, to flow with that rather than like, that's not supposed to happen, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's 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 sometimes. I've been I've been married for twenty years, and it took probably that long for my wife to realize that I that I hear her. Like she'll say, "Man, we need such and such." I don't really respond at that moment, but I'll remember it when I'm out, and I'll just and she's like, "Dad, you heard me." Yeah, I heard you. I just didn't respond at that moment in the way you wanted me to. And it's better. But I heard you, and now I'm going to come with you. And that's what that moment feels like to me sometimes. It's like, okay, I hear you, but I don't want to go do it right now. <laughs> but I hear you, and I'll meet you there. And, um, and I like when that happens all across the board sometimes. You're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, okay, I hear you. I'll meet you there. And, and that's, that's what I'm thinking. You know, it's not something I, that I want to happen all the time, but... When it does happen, it's, it's less obvious if I meet you there than if I just stop everything I'm doing and go get your milk at that moment. Got it. So how, how does your wife feel about your recent marriage with these two guys? How is she feeling about that? Well, ever since Dave started sleeping on the... Um, 
His wife has been asking me to move out for a while. <laughs> so I, I don't know how that's going to work out. Though, right, right, know, right. But she's loving it. Cool. Um, let's talk about the new record that indeed drops today, which is an uh, exciting thing because we all are just barely old enough to remember when that actually happened. You could go to the record store. Um, and I know you guys uh, are releasing this yourselves. And, of course, this is the, the first record with this un- incarnation of the Bad Plus. And it's called Never Stop 2, right? And it's not Never Stop 11, because it kind of, I didn't want to say anything, but it kind of <laughs> looks like that. On the, and I know you guys have done a lot of records. I was like, man, I know they had a couple of Never Stops. I didn't know they were up to 11, though. Impressive. <laughs> Just to distinguish between that and Never Stop 1. It could be any number. Got it, got it, right? Yeah, the next one's going to be 7, and then 79, and then you'll be there. Well, for those of you who don't know, even though I know all of you have all of our records, uh, <coughs> we made a record in 2010 called Never Stop. And obviously with having a long-standing relationship with another pianist named Ethan Iverson, great pianist who we grew up together and played this music for many, many years, 18 years, um, it was just a natural thing for us to consider when we decided to continue the group with Oren to to just have that. It was sitting right in front of us. It's like you can call your record something else, but you could also just say it's never stopped too. With that idea of, it sounds you know like kind of clever or snarky, but really the idea that that we believe in this idea of group music within jazz and and. So to have that be the statement again, is, it was important to us to just kind of lay it out there like that. And Oren was gracious enough to you know, want to do this with us. And, and, and so we felt like it's a perfect way to just say, well, group music continues. you know. Right. Well, and I, I think, too, you know, a lot of times people form groups, and we've probably all been part of this at times, and you come up, the group just starts, and it's like... You know, always grooving and forever us, and then the group breaks up after six months. It was like, well, but you guys are actually never stopping for quite some time. You haven't got to never yet. Do we ever get there? But you guys are getting a lot closer than most groups in certainly in the jazz world, the improvised music world. So I think it it um, it isn't snarky or inapplicable because you guys are doing it and have been touring and out here, and and it it does continue. And it's exciting also to hear the sound of a band when a th- one-third of it changes and retains the group sound so organically, you know? And I, I mean, I hear it on the new record and I already hear it live on the first night. That's enough to make a judgment, right? One night? Yeah. I'm cool with it if you guys are. <laughs> uh, no, but it is an exciting thing and congrats to you guys for creating a sound and an institution and a, a um, format. And I would just say, Oren, if you want, it's such a strong thing that they've created, you could fire them, Dave and Reed now, and obviously get another bass player drummer, and it could still be the bad plus, and it would sound the same, and anyone's replaceable, right? So. Well, when Oren quits, uh, in, and we do Never Stop 3, one of you will hopefully be very interested in joining us for our crusade. Yep, my man, I actually already talked to him about it, and I really like the way that you sound. Do you play piano, by the way? Oh, well, this, well, this is, it doesn't have to be a pianist, man. <laughs> we'll work it out. It doesn't have to be a pianist. He's got the right look. We can he has tell. the right vibe. Well, that's fine.
This week's episode of The Process with Peter Martin is brought to you by Open Studio, jazz lessons from jazz legends. For more information, go to openstudionetwork.com. stop to slash 11 um it was there anything um different about how you guys did this record from previous records in that you were producing it yourselves and and delivering it yourselves and everything and not being part of a record label or was it the same kind of process that you guys went through in terms of creating it and thinking about i know you guys have always been very savvy and understated with your marketing but also very effective and um advanced with what you do but was there anything different this time around outside of not getting that big $150,000 advance that we always get <laughs> uh, you know not really because in a sense we've been producing records in this way for a long time um, even even with record labels behind it it's still the process has been much the same of us how we go in the studio how we record one um, one difference in this record, and this is just because of the way things uh, were logistically with finishing out um, with, with Ethan and Oren joining the band, uh, generally speaking, we play music on the road. We play the new music on the road over the period of you know, months. And, and so then when we get in the studio, it's, it has that, that road history behind it. This, and we just didn't have that luxury this time. Um, so this, in fact... One thing that's striking to us, at least, is that the performances on the on the record are the very first times we ever played any of this music as, like, we're going to play the song, you know? Not just rehearsing, this is how the, the melody goes, or whatever, but but those... In fact, I think the, the song that opens the record is the first thing we recorded, and the first time we played, like, fully played through that song. So, in that sense, it's a, it's a really... Um, I mean, you know, to us, it it has a certain interest in that in that regard. Well, I think it it um, you know, as I get as everyone gets a chance to hear you guys more in the development of the of the trio, it it will be a special thing to hear those kind of. I mean, we think about historically certain records, you know, and I'm kind of blue. I didn't want to go straight to one of the most famous ones, but I actually can't think of any other <laughs> ones. But there's been you know historic, amazing jazz records that you know, the band leader or whoever was bringing the music for the first time and it was being recorded almost live like that or with very, you know, the kind of rehearsing right before, but then you play through it. And there is no public performance till after. And I think we've all been in that situation. And sometimes as players, we're thinking, wow, if I wish we documented this the way we've developed it now, the rapport and we know. But there is a certain, like, innocence and simplicity that's built into playing something together for the, even if it's your own tune, you know, for the first time, because there's only that first time that everyone interacts in a certain way. And um, I don't know, I kind of heard that too on the gig, I think, and we'll always cherish our time together on Wednesday. <laughs> it was 14 degrees. Uh, when we made the, the, just one thing I'll add in the record is, and, and hopefully you all will hear it at some point, is that it is, from, from my experience, it, it, uh, it, it felt very 
immediately very lived in. And that's what kind of astonished me personally about it. And I don't mean to sound like it was it's so incredible and all these things, but it, but it, from a perspective of playing it, um, what what we were listening to, you know, listening back to when we would get done, because there's only a few, it's mostly first, second takes where we didn't really ever go down any rabbit hole of having to do things really a lot. A couple tunes we, we, we had to do several takes of, but but it just felt like the reward of the intuition to come together. It felt immediately like, it didn't sound like a session, like everyone's scrambling to get the music together and like everyone's relying on their own techniques to, to make music happen. It felt like group music already on the recording. And in, in a way, it's like, right now, this week, we're, tr- we're kind of trying to get back in there. Like, like and, and we are, I think, but I mean, it makes it even more like this recording we made. The difference for me was not only that you're, we didn't road test the music and everything, but obviously we had no idea where, you know, what it would, the end result would be like this sort of thing where the document is this thing and like six months from now it's like they're these completely different pieces. They already feel to me like they've, they've got their home and in many ways we would, road testing the music a lot and doing whatever had its value to us, but actually I really like this sort of, you know, taking original music and treating it that way instead of, you know, calling tunes or, or everyone's shedding some leader's music or whatever. It it has its own energy to it, and it's a unique energy from all of our records. And so I, you know, just wanted to say that, that it would, that, that, that part of it felt very lived in already. It felt like we'd been playing it for a year somehow. original compositions from all of you, right? Um, was that something that w- that was like a, a uh, something conscious, or was it like you all brought in tunes and then you ran out of time before you got to Bye Bye Blackbird? <laughs> um, no, it was conscious um, and, and felt like the right way to to make this next step is, you know, because this band is really, I, you know, we have this... Um, Reputation for doing these cover tunes and stuff like that, and that has been a important and enjoyable part of what we've done over the years. But, but really, when it comes down to it, this is a space that's created through composition, um, you know, through uh, yeah, it's it's a very curated kind of situation where you know, like, and and I think that just in defining the the sound with Orin, that was that was the place to start. And Oren, did you, when these guys told you, you know, we want you to join the Bad Plus and we're going to do a new record and we want you to bring in some of your music, were you like, man, these guys, they don't even have that together. I got to come in, do all the piano, bring in tunes. Or was that, or was it something that, that you said you wanted to bring in music or was it just kind of a natural thing for this record? Well, any, um, it basically felt, you know, when you call it a collective, I, you know, I, I, Expected to bring some some music in, uh, and and what I looked also looked forward to was really 
and still look forward to it. You know, it's getting to know the music of Dave King in a more personal way and Reed Anderson in a, in a personal way. So that was actually the most exciting part to me because, uh, you know, from having a big band, everything, I, I play my music a lot. <laughs> so it, it's been really fun to to hear Orrin Evans, yeah, I'm talking about myself in third, but to hear Orrin Evans play Reed and Dave's music, that's been really fun to me, you know. And, and to, to play, and also play music that was uh, originally composed for this ensemble, like all the new music on, on the record now. That was really exciting, not to have, it, it was fresh, you know, everything, and, and it's continuing. And each night we try different things with it. So it was uh, great to be a part of that too. Just to add, the, the, the natural state of the Bad Plus has always been predominantly original music. Even if we got some attention for you know doing an Aphex Twin tune or something like that, the, the, the sound really is the idea that three individual composers have, you know, like a voice and then everybody plays it like it's their own voice. And so it just, that was a seamless thing again with Orange. So the decision to make a record with all originals was, it wasn't really a big, we've made a few before and most, all of our, most of our records are 80% original music anyway. So it just felt like, we didn't even have to say like, well, Orange, just so you know, you know, bring in some, it was more like, here's the role is bring in whatever you got whenever you have it and it will be treated with this thing of like let's make it ours and and that happened immediately with his music at least it's just so fun to have another voice like he's saying getting to know ours but getting to know Oren's music which I've known a lot of Oren's music over the years and been a fan of his playing it was really fun to get to like give me that you know I want that one you know what I mean and that happened uh, on his music really quickly like felt like we felt I felt really connected to what he was bringing in you know I had references for what we were talking about and everything it was really cool well and I mean it sounds like that on the record and and live and I remember when I first heard um, that Orrin was joining the group you know I was I was kind of trying to picture I was like wow I was like yeah no that makes sense but I couldn't exactly picture or hear what it was going to sound like which to me was cool I mean but it wasn't a thing of that is whack that will never work you know <laughs> but the, I started thinking wow how is that going to work because I could see a couple of different ways and I you know it's different than any of the ways that I imagined and I know it's still young we're talking about you guys have been together for you know, 30 years or something, it's, it's three nights. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but I mean, but that's going to be part of the interesting thing to see how it evolves. That's the exciting thing. And I think, you know, for this music that we play, to me, that's the, the, one of the big parts of the magic. You know, what kind of groove it is, all these other political things are one thing, but the fact that it is just the beginning, and you know that it can evolve for a long time, and for the audience. And I think people that come and hear you guys are really in tune with that and what I was saying about your guys' advanced marketing skills, I think you guys have already always kind of subtly marketed that, that like even if we're playing Nirvana, is not only is it not going to be the same, but it's going to be our take on it. And, and we are open to it changing based upon, you know, some weird looking dude in the audience with a funny hat on or whatever. And people like that. Well, weird people like that, but your audience loves it, so. <laughs> well, also, um, just in these last couple nights, the, the best compliment that I've been hearing and we've all been hearing is like, yeah, this 
this sounds like the bad plus, you know? And that's the thing. Like, Oren is... We weren't trying to, like, find the guy that does the same thing that, that Ethan would do. We want Oren because he's Oren. And, you know, our goal is always to just create a space where everyone gets to be themselves, you know? But we have this goal of, like, we understand that we're... Like, this isn't... This isn't a casual situation. This is a very much a, like we're here to do a certain thing. But within that context, within the structure of what we're doing, everyone is very much gets to be themselves. You know? Well, and you said something on the, on the first night, too, that you probably just meant as a little joke, but I think it had some real weight. And, and you said, um, you know, when you were saying what tunes you played, and then you kind of realized doing all stuff from the new record, all originals, you kind of said, yeah, it's no covers, but... Um, no, you said it's no hits yet, but these are going to be the hits, you know? But putting that stake in the ground and saying, you know, we're going to challenge you, but the thing that holds this together is the bad plus sound. It's not about the individuals. you got to have good individuals to execute it, obviously. But there is that thing, and I've, I've seen your, your, um, your audience for this band truly transcends the individuals in a way that's that you don't see in in jazz that much and you know we you know as pianists we always get caught up in you know the Oscar Peterson trio the Ahmad Jamal trio which we know was more than just that and we always think we're the trio uh, but you guys have proved that, that the collective thing can work in a way that's that's very exciting so thank you guys was Thank that you. the best compliment you got all week? Because yes. I was trying to yes, one up the other the one. Yeah, just keep keep it coming. Um, Everyone should wake up now because we just got complimented. <laughs> no, I, but I do want to say in reference to like, okay, well, these aren't hits yet, but that's also a perspective that is it's available to all of us in terms of like feeling like our music can have that quality. Like people can that we can play music that is someone's favorite song or that you know someone plays at their wedding or something like that you know like that i think we all need to believe that you know we're playing jazz and jazz is not like a popular music but that shouldn't hold us back from believing that this music can have real fans and can reach people and i think that's a really important um stance to take it's like hey we we believe in this and we like this and we think you're gonna like it too Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Process with Peter Martin. Make sure to subscribe, and if you liked what you heard, leave a comment or a rating below.